Hello, my friends, and welcome back. Today, we are going to be discussing three things that I have changed my mind on since 2023 started. And I'm sharing this with you because I think it's really important that we understand that, especially as health and fitness professionals, like I am destined to change my mind, right? And the reason being is because There is so much research in this field. This is an ever-evolving industry. And so when I think about health and fitness specifically, I know that my opinions and the things that I am working on with clients will change over time as well, especially depending on the type of client that I work with and what they're experiencing in their lives. And I just really, truly am a firm believer that you should always be able to change your mind. One of my absolute favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou, and she shares how do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. To me, that is the epitome of this type of work that I get to do. It's being able to share things that are working in the industry and then also decide maybe in a few years that that is not the case, that that's no longer serving the clients that I am working with or that I desire to work with. And so I want to give you also this permission to give yourself permission that it's okay if you change your mind. It's okay if you make shifts. It's okay if you pivot. It's okay if something that once worked for you no longer works for you, right? Because we are constantly evolving as humans as we move through this world. And so When I think about this topic specifically, there are three really clear things that come to mind that my mind has really shifted on in terms of health and wellness in 2023 specifically. So this is, I'm recording this in at the end of May. So we are not even six months through the year. And this just goes to show you how much we can change and evolve over time as humans and and specifically as it relates to health and fitness. So These are things, honestly, that have been transforming in me in ways along the way, right? It's not just like I woke up one morning and was like, this is totally different than what I believed yesterday, right? These are things that over the past few years, I'd say they've been in the making, in the process of kind of reinventing themselves. And so what I share with you today, right? Know that it wasn't just like, oh, I woke up today and was like, here are the three things that are different, right? Like, no, these are things that over time, my opinion has shifted, right? And these little seeds and and seeds will grow and be planted within you, right? And and they'll come to fruition on their own time as far as like what's new for you and what's what you're shedding and what's evolving, what version of you is evolving over time. So anyways, what I want to share with you today is number one, my approach to movement has completely changed. So as many of you know, I have been going through yoga teacher training. I just graduated and I'm officially a registered yoga teacher. And so for somebody who started their fitness career in very much a strict strength training kind of realm, I was always open to other forms of movement, right? Like I always encouraged my clients to do things that they enjoyed and that were best for them. And I very much practice that myself, right? Like I've always been somebody who didn't just do strength training, right? I knew that cardio was also important for your cardiovascular health. I knew that getting outside was important. So doing some walks every day, I knew that doing some form of yoga would benefit my body as well. But more so now than ever, I have been way less dogmatic in my approach, right? Like 
I don't believe necessarily that you should only do strength training, right? I really, yoga has opened me up to this new possibility of intentional movement, right? And when we are executing yoga in a way that is strengthening both our bodies and our minds, that can be a beautiful concept of movement. And I think that you you probably are listening to this and you're like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Like I've I've been somebody who's tried these different forms of movement and maybe there are things that have stuck around for you or maybe there are things that you still are struggling to implement but want to really implement or desire to implement. And I think for me, it'll, the question that I always ask myself is like, there's so many different movement activities that I want to do. How do I incorporate them all? <laughs> Truly, I love all forms of movement. So for me, it's just really stripped away, right? Going from more of this like must do four strength training workouts a week to more of this like, okay, two to three strength workouts a week. If I feel like maybe hitting three or four, I'll do that. But also simultaneously making yoga a big part of that priority as well, since it's just felt really good for me, my body and my mind during the season. So all of that to say, my mind has completely shifted in in regards to this. And I think that it's really cool to reflect on that and just identify where my mindset maybe was a handful of years ago and how really I started this journey, right? I started coaching in strength training, but prior to that, I was an avid runner, right? So allowing for these shifts to change, I think is really important, especially as it comes to movement. But overall, right, there are priorities that we should be doing for our body, for the longevity of our body, unless you have some short-term goals that you're working on, right? If you're trying to run a half marathon, you're going to be running more often, right? That's, that's how you train for that. So that season might look like more running for you. If you are somebody who is looking to find something that you'll be able to continue and to move in a way long in terms of longevity and for the rest of your life, then we can often look into incorporating things like strength training and yoga. So all of that to say, there is room for you to change your mind. There is room for you to incorporate whatever movement feels calling to you at this time, right? As always, what ultimately matters is the movement that you are able to be consistent with, something that you enjoy, right? You don't have to love every second of it or every minute of it. That's not the intention. But I think that you should be at least looking forward to and it should improve your overall quality of life, right? I think that's really important. Okay, number two, macro tracking. So, so many of you most likely who are listening to this know already what macro tracking is, right? Macros are proteins, fats, and carbs. Um, and so essentially macro tracking is just setting goals related to the amount of protein, fats, and carbs that you eat in a given day or given week, however you set that up. So this is originally how I coached my one-on-one clients. This is the type of work that I was really invested in when I first started working with my clients, because this is how I started to work on my own nutrition with my first nutrition coach. So at the time, this was 2018, it was very much popular macro tracking. I had actually never heard of it though. When I first started, I was like, wow, I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. And guess what? It was a wonderful experience for me, right? Macro tracking had so many benefits to my life in so many different ways and my relationship with food and just making sure that I was fueling myself enough right? I was working full-time in the gym. So I had a lot of 
activity going on in my life. And so making sure that I was eating enough for that was really life-changing. And, and I really, truly experienced this new form of energy and this overall healthy and happiness that I hadn't had previously by just paying attention to calories or cutting out certain food groups and things like that. So for me, it was really helpful. And again, I find it to be very helpful for a lot of the clients that I work with. But now when I work with clients, that is not what I primarily work on first with clients unless they have a macro tracking background. So while I do believe that macros can play an important role, I do believe that macros themselves, what we're trying to do is just teach you food awareness, right? Be cognizant of the different types of foods that you're putting in your body. How much of these foods are we putting in our bodies? And we don't have to use macro tracking to do that, right? There are tons of other tools that allow you to experience that as well. So for some of my clients, right, maybe we're just focusing. If if we are a really busy mom, I have a client right now. She's a super busy mom and she is constantly trying to balance and juggle you know, taking care of herself while also prior prioritizing her kids and her family business. And right, that's a lot of responsibility. So adding on this additional macro tracking necessarily isn't what she needed. So when we first started working together, we were we started by creating some awareness around what she is eating and, and when she's eating. And we discovered that she's really only eating one meal a day, if that. And so for her, right, I'm not going to just jump right into macros. Instead, what I want to do with her and what, what will be beneficial for her is to be able to pay attention to eating more frequently, right? So let's just try and get two meals a day. Let's try and get three meals a day, right? Because if you just start with macros and you are just so far from even eating enough food to come close to those macro goals, it's going to be really defeating. And you're going to feel super lost in the beginning of macro tracking. So for me and the clients that I work with, yes, macros might be a part of the of the playbook, but it might not be, it most likely is not our first resort, right? At first, I want to know how, the, how these foods feel. What's your relationship to food, right? What's your relationship to exercise and how, what are we doing with the rest of our lives? How is our stress, right? There's so many other things that I think often get put on the back burner because we become so focused on like, well, macros, right? Data driven people love this, right? That's why I loved it. I love data. I love how I can just like hit these goals and that will cause me to lose weight or reach X, Y, Z goal. And so data driven people love this, but at the same time, what often happens is we neglect a lot of the other principles and concepts that are extremely important when we strip away the macros, because you most likely do not want to be tracking macros for the rest of your life. So we need to have habits and skills and tools that we can utilize to help us make food decisions that feel good. So a lot of that work does not come from macros. And so this is something that I really shifted and I truly you know, I've gone through periods of not tracking macros and, you know, bringing them back in. And I, I, I'm not saying that I'll never track macros again, but I just feel like I'm in this place where I am trusting myself. I trust myself around food, right? I trust myself to be able to make a decision as far as what's going into my body, how much is going into my body and trusting that my body's going to communicate with me to let me know when I'm full or let me know when I'm hungry. And being able to respond to that in an intentional way, a purposeful way of eating. So all of that to say, I think that 
macro tracking can be extremely beneficial. I think that it creates a lot of awareness, but it doesn't have to be the end all be all. And it doesn't have to be the tool that you utilize. So it has become really mainstream. And I wanted to share this perspective because I think that it's one that's not being said enough. Number three, this one corresponds a little bit more to lifestyle. Something that I truly, I almost had to change my mind on it. I don't know that I had much of an option. I just got to this point where it felt like this had to shift for me. And specifically, this means staying busy. Staying busy is something I've been extremely good at my entire life. I'm sure so many type A women can relate to this, right? It's just this life where we check the box, where we move on to the next thing, where we're constantly filling our schedules, right? The idea of pausing or slowing down means that we're not being productive or that we're not being successful or that we're falling behind. And I think that staying busy can almost disguise the true meaning of life or the true, you know, value that we have and our purpose here, you know, in our time on this earth. And I think that if we constantly fill our schedules with thing to thing to thing, we truly miss out on the joy of life. Because as I've started to strip away this sense of busyness, this sense of constantly having to do something with my time, I've realized that joy, which is what I've been searching for for the past few years, is something that comes in those moments when I am not busy when I am present, when I am connected with my environment, when I am able to be part of the world around me, as opposed to so sucked into something else, whether that's social media or that's a TV show or that's a, a task at work, right? Like sometimes we get so wrapped up in these things that we are so unconscious to the outside world. And it's okay that we have times like that, right? Like that's also part of it, right? That's part of productivity and focus and things like that. I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't experience those things, but I also think that in those quiet moments is where we find that peace and that joy that we've been looking for all along, a practice that I am constantly, constantly working on myself. So what's really cool is this isn't just, you know, a lifestyle perspective. This also comes back to nutrition. Something that I see with a lot of my clients is the more that we can slow ourselves down, the more that we are able to be mindful in our eating and the choices that we make in terms of our health and fitness. So honestly, if you ask me like, what is one of the best ways to create more purposeful or mindful eating, it's to slow down your entire day right? Not just slow down before the meal. Yes, that's important. Yes, that's helpful. Not just slow down when you're eating your food, right? Going through the meal. Yes, that's going to aid digestion. Yes, that's going to tell us, give our, the body a chance to digest, to let us know if we're hungry still, or if we need more food, or if we are finished with our food. And I think that when we can slow down, that just resets everything, right? When we're not rushing from thing to thing, that gives us the space and the time to actually sit down and hear our body speak to us and hear what our body needs in that, in those moments. And so if you're listening to this, I want to just encourage you to take a pause, right? Maybe there's something on your schedule that like you can remove, right? Or maybe your natural reaction, if you're anything like me is to fill every single second with something to do, whether that's to numb yourself or distract yourself or to, because you think you should, right? Take something 
off of that plate of yours and be able to instead sit in that moment of silence or that moment of slowdown. I know for busy working moms, that's probably not the case. You don't get a lot of those moments, but if you can find one, really, really indulge that. So anyway, all of this to say, I hope that you understand that it is completely and normal, completely acceptable and normal to change your mind. As you can see, right, as a health and fitness professional, I'm never afraid to share with you guys how I was wrong or how things have shifted in my coaching practice or how I do things differently than maybe I used to. And you're going to experience that as well, right? Like you're going to go through different seasons where some things will be helpful and some things will not be helpful. And I think that being conscious and aware of that will make those transitions easier for you, right? Then we can remove the guilt, the blame, the shame that comes along with, well, I couldn't keep up with macro tracking because I'm just not in a season for that, right? Instead of feeling guilty, it's like, no, that makes sense, right? That worked for me at the time, but now I'm ready for something else. Or now I'm going to take a break from that and just pay attention to my body, right? So, so many opportunities for you to explore here. And I encourage you to start thinking about how maybe your mind has changed over time and what things are no longer serving you. What do we need to let go of? Because there are going to be things in your life or things in your health and fitness and mindset that we are holding on to that we need to let go of. So I want to encourage you to start stripping back those layers, start identifying what's underneath there and bringing that to the light. Mm -hmm.